0: You're listening to the Saturday morning BB show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian.
1: How about now? Hey guys, good morning, YouTube. <laughs> Twitch uh, is like, no keep problems. going, Lucian, keep going. Um, so they didn't have the subclasses listed, and it was kind of a fun game that me and danimal and yoda were all playing right because we were all like live casting in the discord like oh i wonder what it is i wonder what this is i wonder what subclass that is trying to guess Mm -hmm. um if it was really actually pretty fun i only watched the first two hours because for me it started at 10 p.m I lasted till midnight and I was like, I gotta go to bed. I still have a Friday work day. I'm still kind of tired. I gotta go to bed. I'll have to catch up on what happens after that. But in the two hours, um, they do hour shows. Sometimes they're so long. That's my,
0: and I, I like that they're doing this. I I think it's great that they're the most popular. I feel like an old fogey where I'm just like, I can't keep up with a weekly four hour show.
1: And this is a new show. So full on spoiler. So if you're trying to say, Lucian, don't spoil anything. You, Come back in 10 minutes or something and we'll be done talking (laughs) about it. We're just going to talk about it. Um, The opening scene, a lot of times when Matt opens up the scene and he goes into super descriptive mode and tries to set the mood. A lot of time I I get lost with him on some of that stuff. Like I'm kind of like, he's over for me felt like he's overdoing it or it just wasn't, wasn't capturing me. But this first one, he starts describing that they're in this, um, he, he talks about the continents and where they're at, so you have an idea of where in the world we're at, Marquette. But oh, he starts wait, describing. Sorry. so
0: people are, people yeah. were confused. We're talking about <laughs> Critical Role. Uh, critical sorry, because you were muted, so they're just like, <laughs> I couldn't oh, hear you. gotcha.
1: It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, welcome everybody. We're going to start over yeah. with a Saturday morning D&D show. Uh, critical Role is what we're talking about. Campaign so 3. There were spoilers. Campaign off. 3 if there were spoilers and you don't want to hear about it there you go but uh so yeah. the, i i did not watch it lucian uh watched it so he was telling mm-hmm. us his recap go ahead sir a
1: little bit <laughs> yeah. and uh he starts talking about a jungle city and i start really getting into it cuz he got he does a good job and we have talked about my favorite campaign to date to play has been um you know going down to chult you know playing tomb of annihilation with my team and animal and them. And that was a really good campaign start to finish. So he starts describing this jungle and the city that sits in it. And I'm like really getting amped up. I'm like, Oh, this is really good. I'm finally like, I'm on track with what he's doing. You know, I was like, this is really good. So, so far I love the way this has opened up. Um, he's, the campaign where they're at what they're doing and then he starts the whole thing with all right and we get to the first two characters he like he sends everybody off except the two so and we're just all laughing we're like we're gonna start your first show and then you're gonna send everybody away <laughs> your whole cast yeah and there's surprises in there there's um it seems like there are a range of third level characters up to about fifth level mm-hmm. because they were not all the same i saw and some
0: multi-classing but some uh, multi-classing is happening I, uh, already what i saw they were all third level but maybe not
1: yeah uh travis was not third oh, level. Really? travis is okay. fifth level yeah that i saw on the card that they posted up when they did the thing and the weird thing they played some really cool stuff because you're two hours in and they have not brought travis back to the table yet so you almost think like maybe travis isn't playing this campaign Maybe he gave his seat up so if somebody else is sitting there and they've got a full panel and they're playing and they're going and they're doing stuff and they're role playing and then finally he does come back in. So they're going to have one extra seat, it looks like, at the table. I don't know for how long. I don't know if it's permanent. I don't know if they're going to rotate people in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely different than any of their other two. Um, Robbie is the person they brought in and he was one of the players – that played in their Exandria Unlimited, I think was the name of it, which was their kind of like their stopgap campaign they played while they were getting ready for campaign three. Um, So Robbie's in the game, playing his character that he played in that. In
0: the Exandria Unlimited. In the Exandria Unlimited campaign.
1: But also, he's not the only one. So Liam's playing his character from that campaign
0: oh okay and so, there's little, so like, is Ashley. here.
1: ashley's okay. playing her character from that campaign uh laura has her own marisha has her own new characters we hadn't seen mm. before super cool um sam and uh talison are playing two different characters we haven't seen and i'm calling it now i believe sam is playing ted lasso as a character so if you guys haven't seen the Ted Lasso show, you'll have to go see it because I think all the references he's going to be making throughout this whole campaign is going to be relevant to, if you've watched that show, Ted Lasso um, mm. on, I think it's on Apple TV right now or something. We just watched it and just got done with season two and it was super funny. Um, and I saw then
0: it, I saw online and I guess this is spoilers for you, sir, but like, yeah. uh, I think Sam is a robot cleric like he's got yeah. like yeah okay yeah they, they show playing that. a little robot. So.
1: Yeah, his his name is Fresh Cut Grass. Yeah. <laughs> FCG. <laughs> now what I couldn't tell and I don't remember them showing what Talison was, I think Talison is a custom class.
0: Oh, really? Maybe. Did you get that? He's playing it uh...
1: he's playing an Earth Genasi.
0: Oh yeah, I think it was a barbarian or something.
1: Barbarian, but it's not a barbarian we know.
0: Oh, it's like a, whatever it's a subclass. subclass. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cause he's spending chaos points and he's buffing up powers and things and he's marking stuff off all stuff I hadn't seen um, unless it was the wild magic barbarian, which oh, I don't might know be. if it was, yeah. but maybe it was or some version of it. Um, so we had that in there and then Travis finally comes on and he's playing his character from a grog one shot. I believe, or some other one-shot they did, where he plays like an eighty-year-old, mostly retired, fighter adventurer who's coming back. It seems like, mm. and oh, so he's yeah, playing like is. this kind of interesting <laughs> character. So his, I don't know. Uh, it
0: yeah, his primal path is an unknown unknown homebrew subclass, which I there, I wonder if okay. that'll be released in the Wizards book.
1: Yeah. So so very interesting. So those are the characters. Yeah. Um, interaction seemed pretty good. It's, it's your typical first, the players haven't met each other style session. You know, that is a DM, like right? Yeah. Where you're trying to bring your characters together and yes, you could bring them all to a tavern, <laughs> you know, or, you know, however you want to, you want to bring them together, but it kind of has a little bit of that awkwardness to it, to where nobody quite knows where they should go. Or where they, you know, they're trying to think of where does Matt want us to go so that we meet the other players, so we can really get this thing moving. Yeah. Um. So it has that little bit, of, and I always get that in mind when I, I've always tried to find ways to bring the party together that's not awkward, and it just never seems to be quite right. You never perfectly land this group gelling together. Yeah, serendipitously, right. Not just being pushed together because, you know, we are all going to adventure for the next six months or whatever. No,
0: and that totally happened with uh, I ran kids on bikes last uh, Sunday and Mm -hmm. exact same problem where everybody everybody (laughs) kind of decided to go their separate ways. And then one of my players literally said, so I'm walking down the street. So that he could jump into the action, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're right. You also want to play. <laughs> we just all went in separate directions. I'm not sure how to pull this back together. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's doing their character introductions, and and but it was fun. It was interesting. Um, it's one of those that I'll probably watch the first two, three, maybe four. Keep up with it, and then you know it'd be too much to keep up on, and then I'll only check in every now and then and see where they are. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm interested at the moment. Um, I thought the the location sounded cool. The city that they're in sounds like something I would like to adventure in. This is the first time where I thought, okay, as a dungeon master, now now you've given me something that's piqued my interest, and I might want to run something there. Right. I haven't gotten that a lot from a lot of the other stuff he's done um, in Wildmount and those in the you know Taldori stuff. This one was the first one that I was like, oh, this is this is interesting enough that I might want to try to tackle a cool adventure in this yeah. cool jungle top city because it's all, you know, big guide wires and gondolas going from one spire to another. It's supposed to be big five big spires that are different shapes and different things and there's carved into the rock the way the the cities and it's a lot of balconies and mm-hmm. walkways and stuff and I'm interested to see like If they get out of there, what's the surrounding land like? What are the things they're gonna they're gonna move into?
0: Sounds like the city of towers and
1: Yeah. So very kind of a cool location to start. I'm I'm interested to see where we go with this one. Um, other than that, was there any other cool thing? It was fun kind of live texting with friends on Discord while the show was going on. That was super fun. Um, that's a cool interactive way. Their chat on their Twitch was going by so fast, there was no way you could even interact. So it was like
0: well, especially for those popular streamers. And then I think yeah. they have it enabled like only people that sub can chat, but yeah, they have so probably. many subs now that it's getting to the point where it's like, what? <laughs> um I Oh yeah. I don't know. I was really curious about uh or I, I think that's kind of the future of Twitch for me is mm-hmm. those uh having groups of smaller ones like like, you and your friends watching together, but you're all chatting in Discord or something. And I've noticed that other Twitch streamers are like, hey, I'm going to re-host this so that we can all chat. Like, so, my yeah. community can chat about it, like, live, you know.
1: I was thinking that would be fun for us to do a little bit because... We would be you would be able to interact with our chat community yeah. enough to have fun and play little games or have guessing games or like bingo cards or you know it's a little cool things you could do while everybody's watching the show and, and things are happening. Um, oh, one thing that I did notice that was interesting, and this probably blew this one up. Um, they were sponsored by Fools Gold Fifth Edition Kickstarter, um, so you can go out to foolsgold5e.com. And I'm looking out their Kickstarter right now. They're already up to eight hundred sixty-four thousand. I'm sure, (laughs) sponsoring the first episode of—and I don't know if it's just one episode or they did a couple of um, them—sponsoring Critical Role probably is a smart idea.
0: Well, especially episode one. That's going to get so.
1: Yeah, and I think I heard from somebody in
0: costs. Holy cow! Yeah,
1: somebody in Discord said their concurrent viewer rate doubled campaign two i don't know if that's confirmed or not it just came out of chat but that the it, it definitely sounded like oh, this episode one premiere of, two. of one three has doubled than, that yeah yeah um so the fool's gold thing looks interesting it's got interesting art style i'm looking at it i hadn't really jumped into it until just now looks like your typical 5e setting that they're going to have where you can have you know um different levels kickstarter levels for dice and miniatures and you know yeah, box so, sets and i i
0: don't know if you know about dingo doodles on uh youtube lucian oh i know okay yeah so she's very funny uh and she draws a bunch of uh she's actually friends with puffin forest
1: oh okay uh, that makes sense so
0: dingo doodles and she's very funny she she does all the art on the book and she draws a uh, little d stories much like puffin forest she's like mm-hmm. here's a D&D story and she animates it and it's funny And uh, it's interesting because on the top of the Kickstarter page is a Tarrasque. And that's one of her stories, is that her players caused a magic... uh, They rolled on a magic table, and it ended up canceling out all magical effects within a huge radius, like a three-mile radius. And the dungeon master freaked out because that actually broke the spell that had held the sleeping Tarrasque underneath the city for like thousands of years so he was playing his world and he's like i i guess this happens and they're level two and a giant (laughs) harass like erupts out (laughs) of the ground and it's really funny uh they actually sponsored my next video that i'm making so uh, i've been aware of this for a little while but i am surprised that they were on critical role uh but i guess they're they're hitting all angles trying to make it
1: well, it's already looked like it'll be funded, so they're, they're oh, just now they smashing through
0: ten thousand dollar goal, yeah. and they're at eight hundred and sixty four thousand. <laughs> yeah. They're fine.
1: Uh, some of the things you can get in it, content wise, rules wise, it's at, it's a five e campaign of the obviously of the YouTube um, channel there that they're doing thirty plus new spells, alchemy stuff, four new races, eight subclasses. They're going to introduce character backgrounds um curse and wilder magic charts that sounds fun if it's like chaotic magic stuff um fugal's adventure module comes with it 35 more monsters tons of new items and gear so and all all the art looks like
0: her art it's really fun yeah so yeah
1: so very interesting if you're into that um go out there and check that out i thought that was interesting um and i think that's about my recap for critical role i mean it was I'm interested. I want to see. Now, I forget when they repost it, if you didn't get to watch it, because I feel like they do this weird thing Monday where, yeah, if you don't see it the night that it releases, you've got to wait four days before you can. I never understood. I mean, I think I understand why, because there's some money scheme in there, but I just feel like, aren't they big enough to get past that and just release it the next day or put yeah. the bot out immediately or whatever. I mean, I, I, don't, wait days. I don't think
0: they're editing it really either. Like, cause it's, think the, so. it's the live stream, but I wonder if they edit it for the podcast. I'm not sure.
1: Cause I know it used to be, they were going to stream on Twitch and YouTube, but they put the VOD on a different platform. They were pushing that wasn't Twitch and streamed. Weren't they part of a, another streaming type subscription or something weird like that yeah (laughs) i don't remember yeah and so they would put that on that one for four days in case you were a part of that as a subscription you could see that early and then it got released to the masses maybe somebody in chat knows for sure like you said like on monday or something and then it finally pops out right i just thought that was i don't know i always thought that was kind of weird
0: well and if you want to hold it back like that you can um for subscribers but I it would be weird to me if I was a twitch subscriber and I didn't get access to the vod and right and Monday. I think that's true so yeah but maybe
1: maybe I'm wrong I could be wrong
0: I don't know um so interesting I see that and that's an incentive to subscribe because you really like their stuff and you want to catch up and so do it but uh, also uh, there was a lot of negativity about critical role when their numbers came out about how they made like nine million dollars or something. Um, but I (laughs) don't think that is a bad thing. If you're a content creator to say, well, we're giving this away for free, but if you want to pay us $5 for a subscription, you have access to it earlier, you know? Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah. Some of the Twitch streamers I've been watching, some of the bigger ones have been using a lot of that language since that leak of, Hey guys, I'm doing really good. If you want to subscribe, you can. It, I'm I'm well off changing right now. Their, you don't changing their have attitude to.
0: towards it. Yeah, yeah. They're just
1: like, you guys, because the idea is people did we are talk donating. About
0: the I don't even know. Yeah, we did, did we oh yeah,
1: okay. two weeks ago. People are donating, you know, their money. And I think the people that I think the story where there was a, on a component of people being upset would be the story of somebody who go has a Twitch channel and talks about how they need support. But then if that comes out and you're making $9 million, then that's not the message, right? Your message is, hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for enjoying the content. You're not saying, hey, we're barely making it here. We're barely make, keeping the lights on. Could you guys subscribe to help us out? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're getting a $50,000 a week paycheck or a month paycheck from Twitch. That's disingenuous, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying there's a lot of people are doing that, but there are people on Twitch, I think, that do do that they do play on the they do hey do. if you got two dollars just send me two dollars it's only two dollars to you yeah. <laughs> you know type thing and i think that's kind of a, a not a way to go and not that critical role does that at all yeah um no i always think
0: of disguised toast he was a or is a hearthstone streamer mm-hmm. and there was a big article about him because he was on twitch and a, and someone said someone messaged him and was like hey i gotta pull my my funding. And he's like, okay, like whatever. And he's like, because, and then the guy gave him a reason saying, because of all of these financial troubles that I'm in, but don't worry. Once I get those all taken care of, I'm going to go back to restreaming. And he's, he all of a sudden understood that, boy, that $5 to them is a lot. And I don't need that $5. (laughs) I can get sponsorships and all this other stuff. And so he closed all of his, uh, subscription things and refunded a lot of that money for the month. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if he's taking subscriptions now. I think he moved strictly to Facebook Mm -hmm. because Facebook, this was all during Microsoft with what was their streaming platform that failed mixer mixer. Yeah. So Facebook and mixer and Twitch were all kind of competing and buying up Twitch, Twitch people to be like, now you're only streaming on our channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook did that with disguised toast, and I don't know what happened to him because they're still streaming on Facebook, so he might still be there. Yeah,
1: but I well, thought that I know, was like, really
0: cool because he just didn't understand. Yeah. But a lot of fans, they feel like they need to give in a way, and it's like you, you don't like at all. Yeah. And even with this, like if you want to subscribe, if you want to mm-hmm. uh, become a member of of the Saturday Morning D and D Show channel, like I know Peter here is a member, uh, <laughs> but it you're you're really helping youtube more than not not you well i shouldn't say half and half it's half half and half like it's (laughs) 50 50 so you have to think about that like when you're a twitch subscriber you're actually giving a half of your money to twitch you know
1: Mm. uh and to to follow um, up on that example co carnage may have been watching recently quite a bit because he was playing a lot of the pathfinder kingsmaker stuff he's very successful twitch streamer right now mm. also on youtube very successful there making money there has sponsorships and all that he's turned his patreon all of that money now goes to just his mods that help him control. So when he talks about Patreon, and he says, nice. don't yeah. off, I've, I'm getting so much that I don't really need more. So if you guys want to do it, it's cool. You don't have to do it. You want to tip subs, you want to gift subs, but Hey, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm nailing it. I'm good. Don't worry about it. You know, I want you guys to have your money. And I thought that's a cool message to, to put out there. So, and well, I think and that's it, the right. Yeah. One.
0: And I, I don't know. We've talked about economics a lot, yeah, <laughs> for whatever reasons. <laughs> but it's like, if you, if you, if you have enough, build a longer table. Don't build a fence, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. bring more yeah. people in to help yeah. them and feed them and and do what have you. And, yeah, and, and, and it and sounds like role. I think Critical Role does that. Uh, but well, also and all the business.
1: charities so, yeah. they do and all they, of that they're, stuff. They're good.
0: So. Uh, and you know, disguised toast. I think he did the right thing uh yeah. sure there's greedy people out there sure corporations are greedy uh, whatever so would i mean if you don't if you don't want it don't put your money towards it none that's of us are
1: immune to show. it when somebody starts throwing money at you none of, don't think you're <laughs> immune to somebody just throwing money at you to see how <laughs> things change <laughs> but that's about the critical role campaign stuff so that happened on thursday uh Very keep nice. an eye out for monday if you missed it And then uh, I'll be interested to see what next Thursday is and where we're at. I've got to watch on Monday to see what I missed because I only made two hours of it. They do a four-hour show. Imagine that too. Most streaming shows that me and you have been a part of barely make it three hours, really. Uh yeah. um, and you feel pretty tired after doing kind of a three hour on stream game with yeah. friends or other Twitch streamers and stuff. I'm exhausted. they're hammering out a four hour, two hours, fully is my, acting kind yeah. of, you know, wow.
0: <laughs> two hours is what I really like in a stream yeah. game yeah. at home. I'm just like, whatever we're, we're playing. We'll play till it's till we're tired. Right. But if I'm, if I'm doing like a, a streamed presenting game, like I, I don't even like three hours anymore. So. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough. You need that break in there. So other than that, other things that are going on here at the very end of October, getting close to Halloween. I'm sure, Jordan, I'm surprised you haven't put your notes on there for what you're doing for Halloween because normally you have lots of Halloween stuff going on. Um, other things are going on. Gamehole Con is happening right now this weekend. I've been seeing a lot of tweets and a lot of pictures of people over at Gamehole Con. That one's a popular one up north. Um, I got yeah, to go to, it's
0: really popular because I've heard about yeah. it a lot, but I don't even know what city
1: it's in right near. Is it Milwaukee?
0: Is it, it okay. Remember
1: I, I streamed from it. <laughs> oh, that was we did a show.
0: WebDM. Okay. Yeah. We,
1: we hung out okay. with WebDM. Um, I was up there for work just North of there and it just happened to be that weekend. So I drove down, got a hotel and stayed for a couple of days and, hung- oh, that's and fun. it's funny because more wizards of the coast employees go to that than they go to Gen Con.
0: Yeah, no, nobody from Wizards goes to Gen Con anymore. Yeah, and I saw, weird. I I saw if Matt something Mercer there.
1: at Game Con when there I was you. there, took a picture of him. Um, I met and had them all sign my book. Everyone, Jeremy, Kate, um, Chris, they all signed my book that I yeah. bought when I was there and that was super fun. That is cool. Um, so that was cool. That's a cool small convention, but it's very small. Like it's in a small space. It is definitely not your gen con or your dragon cons or your you know i'm trying to think of all the other origins pax or unplugged paxes yeah. pax unplugged is probably just a bit bigger than it and then you've got game Home con so it's more of like one of your local game small town kind of um conventions for now maybe it'll keep grow- growing in you know um popularity oh uh matthew lillard was there took a oh, picture of him right. hanging out he yeah. was Beatles and Grimm had a booth there when I was there. So it was pretty interesting. So that's there. Um, game Home Con is going on. So keep an eye out for that. I did see Paizo was there with their team too. So they're hanging out and selling their stuff. Um, I feel like I was for free RPG day, which I know you talked about last week and you got some stuff for your free RPG day. I went and I looked and I, I kind of perused my game store and I didn't really see a ton of stuff i wanted but i picked up the goodman Gaines temple of elemental evil double book oh, sleeve set and i'm like oh this is like TOLUS. and i'm like oh this is good it's am really like good. Ah, i put it back i came no. home no. i was like i didn't do it but i watched a video last night as i was going to bed they were doing an unboxing and a couple of the goodman's games employee were talking about the book and flipping through it immediately when we're done with our show today, I'm going back to buy it. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to run it. I have to have uh, it. So I'm going to run it. I'm going to run it. It's a fifth edition one. And I thought it would be interesting to run it. Because you have the original adventure too. Yeah. And I've been playing a lot of old school essentials. And Mm -hmm. part of me is like, I really want to run the old school essentials version. And then with a different group of people run the other, maybe in tandem, just to see how different it is. I thought that would be really interesting.
1: That would be a cool experiment. Wouldn't if it? If you could do it.
0: But I yeah. I I bought it, like I pre-ordered it and it's beautiful. Like it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, so you do got it. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice, there. nice. Yeah, I bought it. I'm going to get it after the show today. I'm going to get yeah. it. Yeah.
0: No, I pre-ordered it from Goodman it. Games and they mailed it to me like I think I think it was two days before it released. It yeah. showed up in
1: my house. And we love so Goodman so. Games. I mean, they're doing a lot of the so cool good. stuff in the old school, you know, Renaissance stuff, OSR stuff and well that's they, licensed
0: by uh well, they they're doing Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yeah, uh, DCC they're not creating stuff, a lot of, but they, doing... they are starting to create a lot of 5th edition content and yeah, conversion stuff. Temple and, of yeah. Elemental Evil and uh, a lot of those other ones like uh, uh what's the other one I have? Oh, uh Keep on the Borderlands and stuff.
1: Yeah, Keep on the Borderlands. They
0: partnered with Wizards to say, "Hey, we want to take these classic adventures and up you know, scale them up and so they you have the original adventure in there." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have their fifth edition conversion, which is really fun.
1: And it's huge. And they're
0: iconic. Like, it's fun, so. Yeah,
1: and it's got all the artwork in there. Yeah. He, they'll have some artwork that wasn't even seen. Like, he has, they showed a piece, which sold me on this. They had a piece that they were going to put on a module, but decided not to. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was able to get that and put it in this book. Yeah, there's a like, history, too. There's good. notes
0: and stuff about, like, yep. things they left out. So if you're interested in dungeon design and, like, RPG design of the old um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting just to read. Uh, yeah. But Temple of Elemental Evil, I didn't realize it was so iconic until this came out. So and it, classic. I was like, okay, there's a reason that it's like. Yeah. I mean, it's Temple of Elemental Evil. <laughs> uh, there was like Return to the Temple of Elemental Evil. Like, it's 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 out there. Um, yeah. The sad yeah. thing is you don't get PDFs with it. So Goodman True. Games. True. It's a big book. Well, Goodman Games they're they're very good about giving PDFs out
1: mm-hmm. when
0: you buy a book of theirs because. They're like, you bought it once, you should have access to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the contract with Wizards of the Coast prevented them from making PDFs that. of these. Yeah. And I think that's because you can s- they have the original Temple of Elemental module in those books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Wizards is like, but they could go to drive through and buy that. So I don't necessarily want to sell them... To give right. that away for free, which I don't know. Maybe that's just my lo- <laughs> illogical thinking. Oh, they've
1: they've but. definitely has a hesitancy to do in PDF stuff.
0: Yeah, but they won't they won't do PDFs. They won't they would not allow Goodman Games to yeah. dual sell PDFs. So, no. so that's the one bad thing. Is I was looking at it and I'm like, I have to run this straight from a book which yeah. I haven't ran from a book in a long time. <laughs> like I've yeah. always had PDFs for the most yeah. part or D and D. I think beyond, what
1: will work. So. Cause I am going to run it for sure. I am so jazzed about this. This is my favorite module of all time. This nice. is the one I grew up on. I loved. Um, and I'm going to do it through roll 20 through completely virtual game. hmm so that I don't have to have it at the table, and it won't be as awkward, like you're saying, to have the big book and to try to figure out, you know, what we're doing. So I think it'll be way able to, because I'll be able to prep everything beforehand, get it all set, yeah, and then only have to maybe reference it after a session or before a session. Versus if you're playing with it at the table, you're right; it's a big book to try to man- well, it's move, maneuver around. Two large tomes, and I, I yeah. thought it was the original
0: <laughs> and the fifth edition but it's not, it's like the first half of the dungeon and the yeah. second half of the dungeon. Yeah. I was like, oh. He said this
1: thing is so big, it needed two books and yeah. they just, they ran with it. So I was like, wow, this is so good. So I yeah. can't wait. So yeah, you should go that. get
0: it. I mean, it's expensive, but it's fun. Like, yeah, hundred bucks, cool. I think,
1: but that's okay. It, we're collectors
0: we'll it. too, in a way. So yeah. you're like, ah,
1: I, kinda. <laughs> I got Tolis. <laughs> I'm still
0: like, I'm still overthinking Tolis. And mm-hmm. uh, so my birthday's tomorrow. And Ooh, birthday. part of me is like, is that do i want to you know maybe like i know that's the (laughs) gift that
1: i always think of. like what's
0: that unnecessary thing that i want
1: invisible sun
0: and invisible sun was one of those (laughs) (laughs) and i now have invisible sun uh i own every invisible sun product because i'm (laughs) i'm stupid but uh is one of those where i'm like do i mm, yeah money cook stuff
1: it's so hard to pass up when you when you start seeing it and you see somebody else flipping through it or you see some of the artwork or you hear about something inside there it's like you've got to have it everything Monty yeah. Cook throws out there i just grab because it's so good so uh, very cool he's
0: he's very quickly becoming my favorite game designer like i've been yeah. reading a lot of older mm-hmm. uh D second edition stuff in in research yeah. for videos and his name keeps popping up like Monty Cook did this, and Monty Cook. Yeah, I'm like he has
1: lots of interesting ideas, and he takes the he takes fantasy in some fantastical directions, which is awesome because you think you know what fantasy is, and then he takes it in another direction. You're like, oh, that's right, fantasy can go that way too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's not it's not just I want to take fantasy but make it post apocalyptic. You know, it's not like he takes our existing fantasy. uh, I don't know, like. Mm common knowledge that we all have of dragons and stuff, but he'll he'll do these really interesting switches. And yeah. that's where I we I always get, think
1: fantasy weird.
0: Yeah. And that's where we get like Sigil and or sigil mm-hmm. and a lot of these other things and these just these really interesting like a donut shaped Taurus city and like why. But it
1: mm-hmm. but when you start
0: thinking of I don't know, I, I've really liked him as a designer. So
1: yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, if your birthday's tomorrow, maybe ah. you want to save a few of your birthday bucks that you're getting to to take part in the steam sale because they're doing an rpg no. tabletop edition till monday and i'm sure that could swallow your wallet up pretty that
0: quick. that could uh because i
1: was just thinking one of the best things i saw um G- uh, jerry was saying from uh acquisitions incorporated um and penny penny arcade, arcade yeah he was like i love that they're putting out electronic editions of board games for that person who can never get their friends together to play a board game, no, yeah, Lucian, <laughs> he can then enjoy Gloomhaven because I've always wanted to play Gloomhaven. Yeah. I've never got to play Gloomhaven. I'm gonna get to play Gloomhaven if I go buy it on a Steam sale or something. If they play yeah. this digital version and of it's, it,
0: it's not so. This sale That's the is the same, but yeah. well, I want to point out this sale is like actually, a, it's it's both tabletop RPGs, but it's other just yes. it's just RPGs. Like so, yeah. um you've been playing that uh pathfinder, pathfinder game. Wrath of the
1: righteous so and good. i think
0: i think kingmaker is out there
1: yeah uh and
0: a, and a few others you could probably so last, get Div- uh, divinity baldur's sin gate, which is really fun divinity sin, um, i two. was surprised and sad that uh baldur's gate 3 is not on this list
1: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, disco <laughs> elysium is
0: a game that i really wanted to get yeah. but um yeah so but there's there's two Gloomhavens. There's one that is the actual board game, isn't there? And I then think there's so. one that's like
1: I haven't researched it. Or maybe it it's yet.
0: the same thing, I don't know. But yeah. It looks like it's out now cuz here it says Gloomhaven October 20th, 2021. So that just came Yeah, out. I think it just
1: released, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. But yeah, Gloomhaven's so good. But yeah, here's Fantasy Grounds for cheaper, which is awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So lots of cool RPG stuff out there for those of you that like to play it on Steam.
0: 60% off, so
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I tried playing number two, and it was tough. I'm having a lot of fun in Wrath of the Righteous. If you haven't got it yet, it's a high recommendation for me because it's good.
0: Uh, There's a – I have to be quiet about this. There's a rumor that a Nintendo Switch OLED might be appearing tomorrow. Oh. So if that happens, I'm going to be playing a lot of, uh, a lot of Metroid. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. You have to act, do you have
1: to act surprised when you see it?
0: Uh, Well, I was on, yeah, I do. No, <laughs> not in a way, not necessarily. But I, I I, said like, hey, I want one. And then I was looking online because they were like sold out everywhere. And I was yeah, like, oh. chip shortage. And because of the chip shortage. And so then I was on, <laughs> my friend, Alan, who's a really cool guy, he is very invested in getting the scalpers to stop with PS5s and stuff. PS5's the worst. Yeah. So he he was like, here's how I got a PS5. And so he went through all of these steps. He's like, you can use these same steps to know when they restock. Like, and so I, I signed up for all these Twitter notifications and discord bots and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when a new one would pop up, it's like, here you go. So I was on GameStop, just like hitting refresh, being like, I'm going to buy this for myself. And I, and I didn't get it. And I was complaining to my wife that I'm like, oh, I didn't get it and whatever. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she left and came back with a box and she's like, don't look at this. And I'm like, what did you get? She's like, don't even look at it. And I'm like, what where I'm did doing. you go? How am I on like 15 different notification <laughs> boards and you queen. walk out and get <laughs> like, did you? And she won't answer. And so I could see the yeah. face
1: that she wore because my wife would have done the same thing. If I told her, man, I've been trying to get this. I'm on all these websites. She would have said, let me show you how the professionals do it. Yeah. I sure they came back with it. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> like how did you that. do this? Uh, shopping professionals. And
0: I'm not I'm not a big uh, console fan anymore, but mm-hmm. I'm a big Metroid fan. Yeah. And so when they when they were showing that and saying it was the bi- the best Metroid game since like Super Metroid, oh, I'm like boy. Uh, and people are raving about it, so I <laughs> uh, I really really want to play it so nice Very um
1: cool. and it's something you can do while you're watching your kid right next to him you can be right next to him. oh no you know, i'm probably not because he's gonna want to
0: touch it and play it and I,
1: <laughs> he needs I tried his tried own
0: playing the because we got a wii u from a friend and i tried playing yeah. uh games next to him but all he wants is to uh hold it Interact. and play it and then so then i got a dummy controller because you know you're yeah. like oh your your little kid hold brother here off. have the one that's not plugged in but he doesn't uh, he's like, no, this doesn't do it. And so then he wants
1: your control. He, he so figured you out. <laughs>
0: so frustrated. But it's uh, yeah, awesome. We'll see. I don't know. It's it's fun. I I uh, I haven't been playing a lot of video games, um, because I play too many RPGs and other stuff. Uh, but I do love video games. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, go check out Steam. I love Steam sales.
1: They're fun. Me too. They hit my wallet so hard. I love all these. I've got hundreds and hundreds of games. I have to sometimes tell myself take this weekend to play games you bought and never touched Yeah, because I often will buy them and forget I have them and then be playing something else. And there's been a lot of great games that have come out. I don't know if you've noticed it too. It's like my wallet has been burning up. There's been good computer games. There's been good Kickstarters happening recently. There's been good RPG books coming out that I've been wanting. It seems like every week I'm spending $50 on something that's like this game of this, or this book of that, or this PC game of that, or this console game of that. And it's just yeah. like, whew, Yeah, so I, good stuff.
0: I've been buying a lot of RPGs lately, and I told myself that I need
1: to stop. You need because I need to play them.
0: Yeah, because I need to play them, or I need to utilize some aspect of what they gave mm-hmm. me in some yeah. way. And I think this circles back to, we were talking about just the... The oversaturation, or the bloat, I guess, of mm-hmm. D&D in general, and that we really do all want this. Like, I know you want options, I want yeah. options, I want all this stuff, but you think about all of these new classes that have come out for D&D. And let's just talk about D&D 5th edition, but all these new yeah. classes, all these new settings, all these new z- adventures, and I have played a fraction of them
1: Yeah.
0: Like as a player, and on top of that, I have ran less. Yeah. You know, and so and like a
1: greedy child, I keep asking for more. So we've <laughs> gotten to those. There's the but I want more. there's that
0: idea of like, is I and, and I think Wizards took the right approach. Chris Perkins said in an interview that he's like, when I write a adventure, I want it to be an interesting read for the dungeon master. And mm-hmm. there was some Twitter thread where people were saying, like, have do you just buy RPG books to read for fun? And I'm like, that's totally me. Like, yeah, I'm reading elemental temple of elemental evil. I want to run it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm reading it just because it's fun. Like, it's a yeah. cool adventure. Uh, Icewind Dale was like that for me. Like, I read yeah. that cover to cover, and I'm like, this is just a fun adventure. I don't think I'll run it, which is sad because it's <laughs> good. But is it sad? Is it a yeah, waste yeah, of I, money if I don't do it? Like, yeah. I, don't I always know.
1: buy because I want to play yeah. it. But I should be telling myself, you know, you're never going to get five friends together to play Gloomhaven. So, why are you buying this big giant box? of Gloomhaven stuff because it was or on game. sale and that's but why i want I to it. play it's it just, and i it's so think good, it's though. cool and i want to have it <laughs> and i probably will never play it but the same thing with the rpgs i mean i'm buying all these rpgs that yeah. are so cool yeah we never have the time or the mine's more about the group i think it's so hard to find groups that play non D stuff and it's it's a yeah. it's a trope at this point to say that and so many people do say it but it's hard to get somebody, a group of people, say four people, excited about Delta Green that want to play a two-year-long campaign. I can find, I can throw a rock and hit anybody that wants to play a anD five e campaign for two years. They're scrambling and looking for DMs at this point. But to say, "Hey, I got this cool idea for Delta Green, or I got this cool idea for Aliens," I am just not finding that group that's, just, You're right. that's that excited about it. You know, I they're, they're, out. they'll play a one-shot.
0: Yeah, I lucked out because I my current DCC game, I said here are the options. And I, I put like invisible sun out there and a bunch of mm-hmm. other stuff. And then they came back and they were like, no, we really like, like Katie sold us on the, on this funnel. She said, it was really mm-hmm. fun. We want to play that. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. this has been the longest, like non D and D game that I've played in a while. Like it's yeah. fun. So, Oh,
1: I did see on Twitter too, sort of off topic. James, our friend, James Wald, um, he's diving into mothership for the first time, and the book has grabbed him like something fierce. It's really good. We should get him to run mothership for us. <laughs> so that, I would because <laughs> I've that. always wanted to play that game, but I found nobody who wants to run it so that I can learn how to play it and learn how to understand it because I've read it, but I didn't understand it enough that I thought I could run it. He'll dive into it and and yeah, do he, it. He'll understand. i got it. it. We should contact him and say, James, no, we should game. I, I would love that because <laughs>
0: That's a game that is also. That's on my me, list. But yeah,
1: I yeah, have it. That one's on my list. It's really good. I'll reach out to him and see what he's doing. Okay. See if he can a, get a knight.
0: As Riz points out in chat, that you can play Gloomhaven solo.
1: Right. Now you can. Oh, do you mean that they have in the, the actual board, board game. game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It's because... a little difficult
0: because you, you have to use multiple characters, but it's also kind of fun because you can level up those characters.
1: Yeah. Um, I bought that legendary game, which was the card game that we played at gen con together and we had like four or five of us sitting at the hotel and we were playing and i thought it was you always had to have at least two or you know two to four two to six players i just reread the rules in there there is a way to play that board game as a solo too and i should oh so some of these board games do have solo mode and i just didn't know so that is something i should be looking into because that could be a fun way if you don't have a board game group that's willing to play board games with you. That maybe you could play some of the solo yeah. solo versions. You know, of. and
0: I this would. I'm just thinking, like my content creator brain is thinking. Mm-hmm. But if you got cameras and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna film myself playing Gloomhaven solo, but then mm-hmm. ask the chat for assistance. Like where should I go? Or let them play the other people. Like, well, not, not yeah. actually play the other people, <laughs> but like if you just ask chat for yeah. help, I would watch that i think that yeah. would be interesting you know if you like the person that's streaming like you like their personality that's mm-hmm. always the key but i i don't know now that i think about that that, that could be a lot of fun to just like all right it's like friday night gloomhaven
1: i'm gonna play <laughs> with
0: twitch and we're gonna just play gloomhaven
1: yeah so that'd be cool that's a cool idea i like that um i want to do legendary i've got a couple other board games that i bought at gen con that i've never gotten to play that just seem like really fun fun games but nice so that i think is about our news um here we are at twelve fourteen. it feels weird jordan jumping into oh pathfinder stuff the only thing i came up with is that they were at game Hole con oh they did form an employee union at paizo is the big news yeah in we last talked about it last week a little bit
0: um, um so apparently they working conditions are union. just not the best and uh chat was asking me last week well what do you think about that i'm like well i'm 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 pro union, like let, let (laughs) people control their work environments for the better. So that's awesome. So we'll see where that goes. I didn't know that things were so bad there, but I guess I don't work there and you don't hear about that because of PR teams. Sure. But Blizzard was the same way. Like all of a sudden this stuff came out from Blizzard and I was like, what? Like, I, I didn't know they were such a terrible company, (laughs) like in, in, or covering up things that they shouldn't have covered up. And yeah. Yeah.
1: And definitely for some, because I have two friends that work at Blizzard right now, and they absolutely love their jobs. And none of that stuff happened to them where they're at. But there's obviously some stuff that happened to other people in Blizzard that was definitely unacceptable. But they love their job. Like, when they got that job, and they're like, I'm going to work for Blizzard, it was like a dream come mm-hmm. true for them. But I have heard that, you know, maybe they don't pay their programmers enough, or maybe they don't pay their your people considering the giant monstrosity of games that they have out that you think they could so I think there's we talked about this again I was two weeks ago too you must talk about last week that the idea that there's a movement right now of workers looking at their company owners and saying hey you guys are making a lot of money maybe you could share a tiny bit more of it yeah and it's all going (laughs) to like
0: CEOs and blah 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 it's like no, yeah, like,
1: stakeholders. I would stock. really
0: like profit sharing to be a thing again. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we, like a company, is all people. of us make this together. Like, yeah. A company is people. A company is not yeah. like this separate thing. And without people, you don't have a company. And so, yep. yeah, anyway.
1: Yep. So, I think it just seems like a big movement right now, which I think is a good movement. It's a good movement to reassess hey, are we paying our people a, a proper amount? Do know? we have a
0: sustainable business model?
1: Do we even have a sustainable? You know? Or have I been
0: exploiting my workers? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So their other, the other thing is their, their book out is Gears and something, which is Gears and Guns, Guns and Gears. Yeah. They brought Mechs that to stuff, their, right? yeah, really cool stuff. Um, so if you're into that, I'm still, I keep looking at the Pathfinder books. I keep thinking about picking them up and starting to get into it. They have great artwork. They have a great system, different than d d but similar enough that you understand it. I don't know. It's a good company out there that I haven't really spent money on. I give Wizards of the Ghost money all the time, and I just feel like, you know, maybe Paizo should get some of that money that I spend every now and yeah. then. They they seem to have, you know, uh, people that are putting a lot of their heart well, they, into their, Yeah, they kept that RPG so.
0: torch alive when 4th Edition was running around, you know? Bombed out, um, yeah. Because it was like, People want this. They don't necessarily want the d brand, you know? Right.
1: So. so that brings us to what me and Jordan have done gaming-wise in the last week or two, really, because I wasn't here last week. Um, but what about Jordan? What you been doing? What's Halloween going to have for us?
0: Oh, Halloween next week? So, uh, well, I ran my annual Halloween Kids on Bikes game uh last sunday and that was at the table and recorded it and i feel very bad i don't know if uh lb is still watching this show kind of occasionally uh but i got mm-hmm. lb and lex and kugo the mighty and harlan from better with better than heroes he runs a spelljammer game you guys should check out it's really good mm-hmm. and i said hey do you guys want to play kids on bikes and they said yes and then we got into scheduling nightmare And (laughs) I don't know if I'll be able to play. So all of the prep I did for that, my Dungeon Crawl Classics game on Sundays, I said, do you guys want to play Kids on Bikes? And they were all on board. And we (laughs) had the most uh, hilarious game about the urban myth Polybius. I don't know if you know about Polybius.
1: I do not know this urban myth. So in
0: 1981, in uh, the uh, Portland, Oregon area, (laughs) uh a a mysterious arcade cabinet appeared in uh video game arcades across portland called polybius is the rumor and it was black and it just said polybius on the top which is an ancient greek uh the name polybius is an ancient greek philosopher or mathematician i forget but the idea is that the men in black put this in and it was a way to test mind control so the game, like, you would play the game, but it, you didn't really know what you were playing, and it was just controlling your brain or something, or causing seizures. Who knows? And then, mysteriously, they all vanished, and the government won't talk about it, and blah, blah, blah. It's a it's an urban myth. Who knows?
1: Who uh, this?
0: I took the Polybius myth and applied it to this Kids on Bikes game that I ran. Uh, we had... So much fun. Like tears streaming down our face laughing. Yeah, like it was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm gonna work on that audio today and I'll release it on the Jocular Junction and on Patreon Podcast and maybe Saturday morning D D show podcast. Why not? Like I can do all three. Uh if you're interested in listening to an actual play. Uh we had a lot of fun. I just have to edit it down and clean up the audio a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh so that was a lot of fun. Like and I love that I have a Halloween tradition of kids on bikes. Mm-hmm. It's been so much fun Such to just a good like game. like it's I just love that game so much so it's so good. <laughs> uh, other than that I was playing in my uh my uh, DM Nathan who's running yeah, uh, his home game. We're currently in a place called Nellaloom which he told me to the side like this is the Feywild. He's just like I just don't ah, okay. call it the Feywild but like this is the Feywild and I'm like okay cool. His version of it. His then? version, okay. yeah. And so we're running around Nellaloom. I'm not from here, but the rest of the party is. They're all like Nellaloom natives who accidentally got spirited away to the Prime Material Plane. And now they've made their way back. But three months for them has been five years in Nellaloom. Oh, and so okay. they're like the repercussions and everything's happening. Like what is going on? So I'm my character is hunting for an evil alchemist that is evil. And yeah. my organization is out to it's get do. evil, terrible people, magical <laughs> things. So I'm hunting him. They're following or I'm with them because of safety and they know the area. Uh, but we we went to an Aladrin city and I forget the name of it, but everything was built on like pyramids and it was just like crazy architecture. And so like pyramids on top of pyramids and inverted pyramids and just like uh, tetrahedrons everywhere kind of a thing. We went to a gladiatorial arena where they put 20 slaves versus a like baby green dragon and oh boy. and we didn't like any of this, so ultimately we ran in there to try and like stop uh the, the slaves from dying and to stop the poor dragon from getting killed, because it was like this is just awful. Then we met a party member's father who said that some organization came in and just started controlling everything. And that organization, the head of it in this city, is the alchemist guy that I'm trying to find. So oh, that's okay. where we ended. We're level nine. <laughs> I'm very excited to keep playing because I want to know. Like, I got to get this guy. Um, oh, and the alchemist is a uh, mind flare. We are slowly learning. Like, I thought he was a human for the longest time because I was only aware of his Always actions. Them mind but flayers. now he's he's a really terrible mind flare. So. It's it's been a really fun game. Best uh, bad guys ever. Yeah. I was playing a monk uh an elven or a uh, well, sea monk. this is the one you yeah. changed, right? And but I you, changed you to a tiefling yeah, bard we talked about this. that I'm having a lot more fun with. Uh so my tiefling bard Rubri, That's the cool. she's really cool. And I've never played a a girl character before actually. Like but it's uh it's been fun.
1: It's been a lot of fun. So do you think I remember we I don't even remember if we talked about this after show? or was it on show, do you think the monk class is broken?
0: I don't think it's broken. I think it's not fun. You just don't,
1: you, you didn't like it.
0: I didn't like it at all. And I think do it's not- You think not, others would like it? No, I think it's, well, I, I guess it's broken in that sense. Uh, okay, well, okay then, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. much like how the ranger, um, like I, you can have fun with the ranger and you can mm-hmm. have fun with the monk. But when you're seeing your friends do all of these really cool things and you're just like, okay, uh hunter's mark you know it's not it's not nearly as fun it doesn't have that satisfying feel and Mm -hmm. i think they need to change things about the monk uh i don't know how to change it but i i didn't like it interesting especially the monk of the four elements maybe other monks are more fun but that one was not interesting that's the
1: one i only got to play that one for like a session and i enjoyed the session i played it in but I didn't get to play it long-term yeah. or through like level one. I think I was already level three or something, but you know, it was like I have not played. Monk has not been a class I played in D D five E much yeah. unless it was a one-shot. So I've not really had a lot of experience with that. Just, it's interesting.
0: I don't think you have a lot of, you don't have a lot Options. to do. And yeah. when you don't take stunning strike, uh, or you decide to do something other than stunning strike it feels like i should have just done stunning strike yeah and so i, did the I want i want that to be removed and reflavored into other things so that if i do an attack maybe there's a chance of stun or or a similar yeah. status effect but they stunning a monster is too good even if it's a monster with legendary resistances cuz then you're burning those legendary resistances for one key Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah, I don't I don't like it. I do that with the
1: warlock a little bit. I try to stay away from the Eldritch Blast. Another
0: problem. Yeah.
1: But you kind of it need does it. <laughs> have tools that you can go to that you can kind of work around it and you can. Whereas maybe the monk just doesn't have a better option at that point. Like when you have one option, it's always the right option that means you're always going to do that one option.
0: Well, and you get it automatically. So you always have it. You can't even say like, I didn't take stunning strike. Like you always have it. And that's how I felt. Like I had all of these cool things where I can manipulate water and I could freeze water and I could flood areas and I could water whip and I could do, I mean, it was like, that sounds so cool on paper. Mm -hmm. But then I start saying like, well, I'm going to, I'm unable to do three attacks if I do this water attack. Yeah, all the uh, economy and three attacks out. is three chances for a stun, and those three attacks do more damage, those three key points have a higher chance of helping the party,
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus doing less damage using more key points to cast Water Whip, and it not doing anything, so... Uh, interesting it was not fun much like uh we've talked a lot about the ranger in the past but the yeah. ranger is the same way where you, know, yeah i
1: played like, a ranger that was fun yeah. i could yeah i, I, know I love my beast ranger, it, and my ranger but, is fun
0: but like <laughs> it you know yeah. you have problems when your pet dies in a single hit and then you lose yeah. half of your ability to do things and so
1: yeah i don't know yeah. interesting well everybody out there that's listening to that let us know if you if your monk experience was any different why it might have been different or maybe you had the same experience let us know because i had no idea i i would not have said the monk class was broke until after we started talking about it i would not I either until i played it. it
0: i thought it was yeah. fine i i was like hmm. i don't know but it's, interesting i don't yeah i don't like it
1: very interesting that sounds like a lot of fun um That's i good. made it down to the ninth level of the dungeon of the mad mage congratulations
0: halaster, which is where halaster, halaster them. yeah
1: has a school a school a wicked think of Harry Potter rated R or saw the director created it kind of school okay <laughs> twisted Harry Twi- Potter twisted, magic school okay twisted magic school that's cool <laughs> and uh we're we're finding out all these interesting weird sadistic mages or wizards or witches or warlocks or whatever he's training or schooling there and it's a it's been an interesting two of our players have decided to become students my eric Coker archer doesn't have anything to do so he's been wandering around the halls meeting people so i got to meet the kitchen staff which is ran by demons i got to meet (laughs) some instructors i got to be and they're all like man your character had a lot of fun in the school he's not even a student i'm like i'm just wandering around because they're doing the student stuff or whatever they're trying to figure that out and i'm just I'm just like wandering That's around really this funny. campus and it was super funny and our, our dungeon master really got into it so it was kind of fun and it, what was even funnier was they were told because their students enrolled they said go to your room and prepare and you'll have like an entrance exam or something so they go to their room and they're getting ready but we're not enrolling so it was like me the Echo Knights Echo is going to follow me and then one of the other players familiars it's us three wandering the halls meeting people so when we come up on some student or some person they basically see eric kokra you know arcane archer a shadow echo of of a warforged mm-hmm. and then um uh, akazi is a uh quasit familiar oh okay so that's us three just walking around asking people and our whole thing was hey where's the cafeteria was the whole thing and so they're like you gotta go that way or you gotta go this way and we met up with other people and it was just a really funny funny episode so it was kind of like in my mind it was like oh it's kind of like strixhaven but darker you know yeah. <laughs> so i was like and i was talking to Danimal. i was like maybe you should get the strixhaven book and we could play strixhaven right here right now he's like oh that's a good idea um and then critical role the very first scene the very first character screen they go to a school to like a library or something they're trying to find information i'm like yes critical role's watching our show they stole from us Yes. (laughs) (laughs) but it's been pretty good we're down on level nine we're mapping it out um i'm sure fighting and combat's going to break out at any moment because we're definitely a murder hobo group and it just always happens that we end up um you know burning through stuff that's been really cool and then I don't know. It was the middle of the night. <laughs> One of these nights I start typing in mine and yours chat on our discord where me, and, me and uh, Jordan talk about the show. And I'm like, I got this idea for class, the demon bag sorcerer that I always brought up. And I'm like, I want to do a demon bag, sorcerer, infernal contract sorcerer, which would be for devils and the angelic artifact, which would be for angels. So like the, the demon bag is your bag can contain demons and you use them to pull them out and they fight for you or they do stuff for you or they're utilitarian or they guard you or they do whatever. And then the Infernal Contract is you, you're you basically a person that goes around as a sorcerer and gathers four to five, by the time you hit 20, contracts of devils that you can call upon to help you throughout your adventures. So mm. you're basically an Infernal Contract Sorcerer and they're part of your gear and you have like a whole crafting of how you create the contracts and how you bind these devils and stuff and then the angelic artifact would be anytime you find a piece of um artifact that has the essence of an angel or an essence of one of the type of the the divine host not the gods but the you know the the because there's all kinds of different angelic types celestials out there celestials yeah and so you you create an artifact that as you put the pieces together you can call for a limited time you can call that angelic whatever so maybe it's a cherub or maybe it's a you know it's an actual true angel or maybe it's you, you know assist. an asmr or maybe it's yeah anything that's that would fall into that and then that would be so almost like summoning subclasses for the sorcerer i was just thinking i was like oh so i'm typing all this in discord and i'm just like my brain was on fire with ideas as i was going that's through. cool and it was we, just like one of the and it. it was like midnight it was like yeah. midnight or one <laughs> o'clock i'm typing that in and jordan's like yeah that sounds good go to bed <laughs> <You> know, <whatever.
0: laughs> there's a lot you you and uh, Lex also they'll message me and I'm like oh that's cool and it's like 10:30 and then I think about yeah. it and I'm like it's like
1: 1 in the morning go to bed i got this idea in my brain i can't get it out um so. i
0: th- no it's a fun idea i think the step you should take is mm-hmm. see if you can make all three of those into a magic item or three different magic items yeah, that's and so if, the bag. And if they work, we could you can extrapolate yeah. that for a class, you know. That would yeah. be interesting.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking that they had to have physical things. So the bag has on the outside of it all of the runes and things you would draw into it or all the things that would contain the demons that are in there. And your bag would have to grow more powerful as you got le- leveled up to bring in more powerful demons that you were mm-hmm. going to have. So it, like at some point you'd, maybe you want to get a cambion, but you would have to modify the demon bag to be able to contain because you start out with maybe just like a closet or something, or maybe you yeah. start out with like a, you know, and that's all your, your bag can contain. It's all the power it can contain. And then the, the contracts were, basically i was thinking like the scrolls that you see on warhammer 40k or inquisitors they carry the seals yeah. and they carry rolled up scrolls on their armor and they can use those and you would rip it open and then you could call you know maybe a demon to come out and or a devil to come out and help you a barb devil come out and jump out and help or something and so you, that's you know it's like a physical thing yeah. you're interacting with and yeah, then the artifact we can find be cool
0: because uh it sounds similar like i want to do the same thing but with a puppet master where yeah. you have like an automaton that you control but what you're saying is like oh i have to upgrade my bag well that yeah those rules could apply to i have to upgrade my robot
1: yeah it could be an and artificer so, uh, you could go that router well yeah. no
0: not even just an artificer but like like i if my point is is if we can make a pet class standard set of rules oh, yeah. you could go and flavor it these different routes and that would be really interesting so yeah. i don't know because i really wanted to do a, yeah, a puppet master where like i could like uh project into the puppet and then mm-hmm. so you could hide your physical body but your puppet could go in and fight and do cool things or something what
1: is the name of that guy in Nar- naruto that yeah, does that
0: that's exactly what it's inspired yeah. from. Uh, <laughs> i forget his name too but
1: he's uh, so cool
0: yeah I love the puppet master he has like a puppet
1: inside a puppet and the puppet jumps out and starts fighting i love it that's good stuff good stuff yeah so and if we we've always talked about if we ever do our own 5e campaign setting those might be things that could show up in like a campaign setting that we could do where we could add in some subclasses or we could add in a new class or you know add in some other stuff just for players not just for dms and stuff too so that's how my brain worked. And I played a bunch of, I know we're at our time here at this point, but um, our Pathfinder. Man, I finally got past chapter one on awesome. one of mine. I've got five saves of different characters I've created. One of them is past chapter one, and it's so good. I'm loving it. But I'm like, I'm going to get the second one past chapter one now. <laughs> so I'm finally getting into that part where it starts to open up and you start to get troops and you're going to go to big battles. and whole oh, tactical layer plus the story that's going on and the story is fantastic the um voice acting is fantastic the rules are fun it's got a few glitches here and there every now and then like i try to do a charge and it stumbles or it doesn't work right because of the way the map is or but it's still a good representation of playing a dungeons and dragons game you know and it's just super fun so if you don't have it definitely pick it up or put it on your steam sale and when it hits 50 percent off or something grab it like totally worth it then yeah yeah for sure
0: I love it. That's
1: it for Lucian's gaming. I'm looking forward to more gaming, and when we're done here, which is in about two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, I'm going to get Temple of Elemental Evil.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. I should... Hang on. Hang, Hang on. on.
1: Show it to him. Show it to the guy. Here you go, boys and girls and everybody else. Look at this. Look at this. There's the iconic art.
0: For uh, the for the kids at home. Art. like It's this double uh book like it comes in this slipcase. Yeah. it's so cool and it's number
1: six they've done yeah. five other yeah. of these conversions
0: oh look at that and it's like it's super thick yeah these are really beautiful cool. they're really fun and they've got um you know ribbons in them they're like stitch bound mm-hmm. it's like super good quality but yeah
1: classic art and that that was one of the things they were saying on the the video i was watching they were like, "Could you imagine being around in the art direction department in the '80s at TSR and Wizards of the Coast?" It's just like classic.
0: No, if you're, if you're a collector, I think these are really mm-hmm. worth it. because uh, that's right when but they I haven't said... ran it, so I don't know if it's like, oh, this is like a great adaptation, uh, but yeah, yeah they're, it's really cool.
1: Yeah. So. They said this this book had come out not this one but the original Temple of Elen and evil was exactly the time they started ramping up Dragonlance. So imagine oh, hey. in that art department they're ramping up to make all the Dragonlance books and they're getting all that artwork together and it's being created right at that time and yeah. that artwork is iconic.
0: It's pretty hefty. It's like it's super cool though. I really like it. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. fun and hefty and awesome. So <laughs> go get it. We'll talk about Could it be used next for week. home
1: defense. Somebody breaks in, just throw that at them takes a while. Sounds good.
0: Uh, That's our show, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, We will be back next week. And I'll tell you all about my birthday, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be fun. We're going to watch Dune tomorrow. Very excited for that.
1: I hear Uh, that's a popular movie.
0: Birthday (laughs) weekend started last night. I went to our gorgeous local old historic theater. And they were showing older movies and we watched oh, right. Beetlejuice in a sold out theater. Oh god. Seven hundred seats. Classic. And people were cheering and clapping yeah. and dancing to the songs. Oh, it was and like and I love that movie. So much yes, So much fun. Yes. <laughs> so much fun. So I'm, I'm, in a, I'm on cloud nine. I'm doing really well today. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And yeah. take care. Let us, uh, you know, join the Discord. Chat with us. We're always in there. And uh, I'll see you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>